on the mountain, in the valley, in the crowded streets, or the empty desert, in our hope, and in our waiting, we are never alone. God is with us. Well, I asked Pastor Robert, I said, so what do you want me to what do you want me to speak on? What, what thoughts are you guys going through right now? And he gave me probably one of my favorite themes, Emmanuel, God with us. It is a phenomenal thought, isn't it? We as human beings were created to have a relationship with God. God himself said, let us make man in our image for the purpose of having a relationship with, having a fellowship with. And I want to look at that idea today, the fact that uh, God is an available God. It's a phenomenal thought. Who am I that God would love me, right? Who am I that God would redeem me? But even more than that, who am I that a God would say, if you'll seek me, I will spend your day with you. I will spend my day with you in constant relationship and constant fellowship. It's an amazing thought. And God makes it so simple, we forget that that's possible. People have a thousand things they get up in the morning to do and most people do not stop and say, God, I'm excited about spending the day with you. Right? We, we, you know, we're worried about our job. We're worried about our family. We're worried about what's happening in the world. And most of us say, God, help us. And we fail just to reach up and grab his hand and say, okay, where are we going today? God is an available God. I want to focus on a, a fella that most of you probably know. If you'll turn to Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 through 24, we're going to talk today about a fella named Enoch. And I think Enoch, as well as anybody in Scripture, demonstrates to us that God is available. Now, it's, it's interesting. We read about Enoch. He's in the middle of all these generations in chapter 5. And we know what happened with Enoch, but we never really focus on Enoch's life. It says, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. It's an amazing thought. I read this verse and I say, now that's a curious thing. 
this guy's 365 years old. He's walking with God. And they went on a walk so far, God said, Enoch, you might as well just stay. You're here with me. You're here in my heaven. You might as well just stay. And you know what's most interesting? <laughs> now, if, if, if I went for a walk and didn't show up at home, the last thought my wife would have was, his relationship with God is so strong, God just took him home. <laughs> She'd say, what's that fool getting into now? Nobody knew, nobody questioned, nobody, everybody knew where Enoch was. God took him. Now, <laughs> that's a good testimony, isn't it? That's a strong testimony. Now, he, here's this curious thing about Enoch. What about Enoch brought him to the point where God just says, well, you're far enough along in your relationship. You're far enough in your long, with your walk with me. Just stay. What is it about God here? This tells us a lot about God here, doesn't it? I want to answer some questions as we go through and make it relate to us. Now, Enoch is not mentioned in Scripture. He doesn't have the fiery chariots and all that that uh, the prophet had. But we find that he also was a prophet, if you'll look in Jude, verses 14 and 15. But there's also another passage that mentions Enoch, and it gives us a little more detail about who Enoch is and what is going on in his life. And that's over in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verses um, 5 and 6 tell us this. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. So he, the guy didn't die. He was not found because God had taken him God had taken him. What, what is it about their relationship that is so strong? For before he was taken, he had this testimony. Now you need to look at that next phrase. He had this testimony. He pleased God. That's important. That was his testimony. We ask people all the time, what's your testimony? Well, I was saved, blah, blah, blah. We say, what is his testimony talking to other people? Well, he's, you know, he's a good Christian. What is Enoch's testimony? He pleased God. So what is this pleasing of God? You've got to find that out. I think that's important. Now, this is his testimony that he pleased God. That without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, must believe who God is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, in the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, there is this uh, picture. I'm sure most of you have seen this in your life. Now, when we look at verse 6, we see that there is something unusual about pleasing God. There's two things involved here. 
One, you've got to believe that God is. And what is the second part of that verse? The second part. A rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek Him. Now this is a phenomenal picture right here. If you look at this picture, the guy on the left is Adam. The guy on the right is God. Now I want you to focus on how God is approaching man and how man is approaching God in this picture. Who is the one who is intent on having a relationship? Who is the one who is lackadaisical? Focus on the hands. Look at Adam's hand. Okay, I know you are God. But look at God's hand. He's... he's, God understood who we are. God understands what we are. That's why Jesus had to come and be with us. God's got to redeem this situation. If you're going to please God you got to change your attitude towards God. Adam is acknowledging God. See his eyes? See? And, but God is intent. He, he's hard-reaching. He's, he's trying to get a hold of Adam's hand. See, Hebrews tells us that Enoch pleased God because he knew God was, but he also determined in his life that he was going to have a relationship with God. See, that's mankind's problem right there. Look at the hands. I know God. Whereas God is intent on having that relationship. That's the whole purpose of, of Jesus coming. A lot of people will get all caught up in the whole New Testament thing. Enoch shows us that long before Jesus came in the flesh, God was interested in that relationship. It's also interesting where things fall here. We know that Abel had faith. He's the first one mentioned here. We know that Noah had faith. We like the story of Noah and the ark and the flood and all of that. But Enoch is stuck in the middle of those two. Abel teaches us that faith is about worship. Noah teaches us that uh, faith is about works. Enoch teaches us that faith is about a daily walk with God. We like the story of Noah and the flood and how God did all that stuff. And he has this witness that he brought righteousness with him. He built this boat, took him a hundred years. We like the story. We have pity on Abel because he did the right kind of worship. He did His heart attitude was fine, and his brother killed him out of jealousy. But we go from Abel to Noah, and we forget Enoch. Did you notice, did you notice that five and six are together in these verses? Enoch was the one. Now, I know Abel pleased God, and I know that Noah pleased God. But when it comes to what defines what pleases God, he attached it to Enoch. It's not building a big ark that pleases God. 
It's not being a martyr that pleases God. And he appreciates those. Don't miss my point. The reason that Abel and Noah pleased God was the same reason that Enoch did. But what we need to know is in our life, it's a daily walk with God that pleases him. I doubt that Pastor Robert ever has the call to build an ark. If he, if he does, you all better jump on the ark. I doubt, and it's possible, that I will ever be a martyr. But see, here's the thing. Every one of us sitting in here, every one of us in this room today, have the opportunity to please God. By two, two, two things. Believe that He is and determine in your life that you're going to walk with Him today. That's not hard, is it? But it is. I, I'm not there where Enoch is. My life sometimes, I get up and I, and I move around in haste and I, and I forget that I need to walk with God today. Enoch's walk was a result of faith. Sometimes the simplicity of what is given to us in Genesis causes us to miss how incredible it was that Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. It was faith that shaped Enoch's walk. That's how he got in chapter 11 of Hebrews. Hebrews gives us illustrations, examples, it gives us stories, and Enoch made it into... Hebrews chapter 11, because he simply walked with God every day. He didn't do any miracles. He, he wasn't martyred. He didn't build an ark. He didn't have a child when he was 100 or 90. Well, he did, didn't he? He lived 365 years and had children all that time. He didn't do anything special except that he walked with God daily. Faith takes God by the hand and stretches it out to where God's hand is and say, okay, where are we going today? It's different than the way Adam is where he's like, okay, God, here's my service. Here's my duty. Here's my responsibility. Enoch got out of bed excited about the fact that he could hold God's hand because God was available. God was with him. We need, we need some context, I think, in regards to Enoch and his situation. Now, Enoch is in Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 1, God created. Genesis chapter 2, God established the garden, even put man in it. In Genesis chapter 3, even the serpent, even Satan, had a conversation, and man decided to sin. We, we, we said, okay, we're going to choose sin over God. We're going to choose sin over relationship with God. And, and when you look at Genesis, chapters 3, 4, 5, and 6, it's depressing. In chapter 1 and 2, you have life. Chapter 3, you have sin. In chapter 5 and 6, 
The commentary is simple. And he died. 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 Two thousand years of human history. And what is the commentary? Till you get up to the flood when man was doing everything that he thought was right in opposition to God's way. And he died. And he died. And he died. He was born, he had children, and he died. Except one guy. Enoch. What was the difference in Enoch and all the other people? He walked with God. Crazy, huh? And yet, wonderful, huh? Because he did not die. God took him. See, what is the result of the fall? What is the result of sin? Well, <laughs> he died. Enoch stands in contradiction to what became normal. How does one do this? Now, answer me this. Was Enoch a perfect man? No. Scripture tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. No. He was a sinner, just like you, just like me, just like everyone else that we know. What was different about him? Yeah, he walked with God. Here's, here's my question. Are we, are you, am I, taking advantage of the fact of Emmanuel, which means God with us? See, if you look at the picture, Adam is lackadaisical about it, and God is serious about it. Are you and I taking advantage of the same relationship possibility that Enoch had? See, the Bible has a lot to talk about when it, when it talks about walking together. Do you know what Micah 6.8 says about walking with God? It's, it's not a strut. It's not, hey, I'm a Christian, look at me. I know God, He knows me. If you're walking with God, it's a humble walk. That's what Micah tells us, to walk humbly with your God. Enoch then obviously was humble. Two, Amos tells us, two people cannot walk together unless they agree. The whole idea, the whole concept here is that we are in agreement with God. See, this is what I know. I'm not the perfect one. I'm not the one who is all-knowing. I can't make the best decisions for my life. So when I get a hold of God's hand, what I'm saying is, God, where you take me to today, I will go. I want to listen to your wisdom that you give me in your word. I, I want your direction in my life that you can give because you're an all-wise, all-knowing God. I need you. I need you. 
isn't it great to have a God who is that available? I don't have to bring all of my wealth to him. I don't have to bring a, a, a sacrifice to him. All that was taken care of when Jesus came. All I got to do is say, can I hold your hand today? God, can I get a hold of your hand today and just let me follow you a little bit? See, that's what Enoch did. Enoch said, I need this from God. See, Hebrews 6, or verse 6 in chapter 11, looms large. It challenges the reader to understand something important. Number one, faith. But what is faith? Believing there is a God and then diligently seeking Him. Those who walk with God are pleasing to Him. I want to please my parents. I want to please my wife. I want to please my family. But none of that even remotely compares to the way that I want to please God. He's God. And He makes it so easy for me to please Him. Simply believe that He is and say, God, where are we going today? I don't know about you, but that is a wonderful thought for me. Because I know who I am, and I know how far I fall short on that issue. Abel, Enoch, Noah, all the rest of the people in Hebrews chapter 11, they were in a relationship with God. And verse 6 tells us why they please God. Not because they were a martyr... And I know God appreciates that. Not because they were obedient, and that's what faith is, is obedience. It pleased God that they recognized who He was and they wanted a relationship with Him. Just a daily walk. Enoch was determined. Enoch was determined. This is what you have to understand about faith. It's a determination. It's what you're going to do. Did you notice that it says that when Enoch was 65 years old, he gave birth, he, his son was Methuselah. His wife gave birth, but he made that possible. Okay? And then the next statement says that he walked with God for how long? 300 years. Every day he got out of bed and said, God, where are we going today? 300 years. I'm lucky to get three days in a row. He made it his life's purpose to walk with God. 300 years. What's 300 times 365? That's a lot. Thank you. That's a lot of days. In a row. And God said, this is so beautiful. Just come on to heaven. Just, just come on. And nobody doubted where he went. Nobody said he got lost in the swamp. Nobody said he took off and went somewhere else. 
He was not, and they knew where he was. Enoch and God agreed in their walk because Enoch said, God, you show me the way. Enoch and God walked in the same direction. I like to walk slow. My wife likes to walk fast. We can't agree on the speed that we're supposed to walk. We may be going the same direction, but we're not walking together. Enoch and God were in step. You remember in Luke chapter 24 when Jesus got up with the guys and they were on the road to Emmaus? And they're walking together and Jesus is telling them all about the Moses and the prophets and all about who he was. This is what will happen when you walk with God every day. You'll learn a whole lot about who God is and what he's done for you what he can do for other people. We have this dog. This dog's name is Molly. Molly is a little wire hair fox terrier. Molly enjoys going on walks. You get the leash and Molly gets excited. She is ready to go on a walk with you. Right? Till you go out the door. And Molly's on the leash, and she's running this way, she's running that way. You head to the street, she wants to be in the grass. You head to the grass, she wants to be in the street. Molly sees something shiny, she wants to go look at it. Molly, we can't go over there, can't get in them people's yard. She doesn't care. Now, Molly and I are on a walk, but are we walking together? See, it would be great if Molly would look up at me and say, okay, where are we going to go today? And she's in step with me, and we're having a nice conversation about how, how pretty the sunset is and how nice the weather is and all that I provide for her. She's got a roof. She's got a full dog bowl. She's got plenty of water. She's got a nice bed and a blanket. No. Molly... You guys have seen that dog. You may even have a dog like that. See, a walk with God is a relationship with God. Where are we going today? See, we, we can't forget that Enoch diligently sought God as well as understood who God was, and he translated him. Now, this is an interesting thought. I think here's where our life and Enoch's life uh, differ. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. I don't know if you've read this. If, if we could go ahead and pull that slide up. Look at this. He, and this is God the Father, has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of His Son, of, to the Son of His love, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Do you understand when Jesus Christ came and we now have salvation, we now have the Holy Spirit living within us, the moment we were saved, we were translated 
We were changed. We were moved from one kingdom to another kingdom. The process of living this daily walk with God is far easier for us than it was for Enoch. Enoch did it. But let me tell you something. We can as well because we are already translated. We have already been moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Folks, I I don't want to, to, to put a whole lot of guilt on us today, but folks, it is something that is available to us, and I don't think most Christians realize it. I don't think most Christians are there. We know what God will do. We know what God will do with exactness because we have His Word. We, we know what we should do daily. Get in His Word. Follow Him. This time of year, we celebrate the birth of our Savior. We celebrate it because He is our Redeemer. But let's take it a step further and let's celebrate it every day because God is available to us. Tomorrow morning, when you get out of bed, what are you going to decide? What, what's going to happen in your life? What, what, are you going to have this walk with God? Look, bring the two pictures up. Yeah. See, we have two people here on a walk. And we have this picture where God is intent on a relationship with us and we're being lackadaisical about it. I, I want to know what Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, this coming week is going to look like. We've got a choice to make in this, and I, and I hope it's represented well in these pictures. Are you going to have a walk with God? Or are you going to be lackadaisical about it? God, thank you for today. Thank you for my food. See, I would venture to guess because you're here this morning that you have this understanding that God is. Do you have this understanding that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him? Are you going to be arm-in-arm with God this afternoon? Are you going to say, God, i got to do this first? Or just, you know, maybe later? See, we, we want to say that it's harder for us than it was the ancients. Which is harder for us than it was? No. God is with us. He is available. Are you going to take advantage of that relationship? That's the question I want to leave you today. Which picture is going to describe you come Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday? Let's pray.